The Perth Football Podcast is proudly brought to you by Macron Store Perth, an industry leader in quality teamwear specialising in grassroots, semi-pro and professional team attire. Visit the Macron Sports Hub Perth Facebook page for more. Thank you to Macron for helping us keep the pod running and for their continuous involvement in community sport. Goals, 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 a lot of goals. We'll talk about them and more on this week's Perth Football Podcast. I don't know why we do anything off air, because all the stuff that we don't record is the best stuff. Have you started recording yet? Yeah, started oh, recording. we're on. Welcome to the Perth Football Podcast. There were so many goals this weekend. That was what that was all about. Tommy Dolman's on the line. G'day, Sean. How are you? I'm good. Tommy's just introduced me. I'm Sean Fry. You're, um, you had a big weekend of football, Tommy. You enjoyed it? Lots of goals. Oh, too many goals to keep count of. It was Well, not insane. for you, mate. How many were there in the six games? Off the top of your head. Quick, quick, quick. 29. 29. <laughs> you can't put anything past him. Uh, Kalichi Osunwer is beside me, producer Kalichi. He's uh, on the mic today because we've got a space in the studio so it's great to have you Kalichi. thank you it was glory goals galore Shaunton. glory goals galore there were five for the glory wow i was down at that game that was that's one we'll talk about a fair bit josh Chite is here as well i can't believe we missed an opportunity to talk, uh, to call him tommy goldman oh well you didn't you took the opportunity well done i win Tommy Goldman, yeah, <laughs> again, you, again. you win the podcast. And Brian from Mano Football, uh, I don't know your exact title at Mano Football, Brian. What, is, what does the business card say? Uh, I don't even know if i got a business card. i got this thing that taps that doesn't really work, but uh, I'd <laughs> okay. say founder or guy. Uh, Supreme, put, Supreme put Emperor. Putting putting good stuff out there at yeah. a reasonable price, you know. If, if you do, yeah, that's good. yeah, that's hard to fit on a business card. Yeah, yeah. But um, if go with Supreme Emperor, if you do get a uh, business card, I think card, founder I think founder will take that one. Yep, no lo- problem. Lo- local company man. And sorry, surname as well. Yeah, Rayburn. Rayburn, isn't it? Yes, yes. So Brian Rayburn from Mano Football is here, uh, one of our latest sponsors. So it's great. Thanks for coming in, Brian. We, we needed the extra seat filled and you've uh, jumped in at late notice. So that, that's amazing. Um, before we get into all the MPL stuff, we have talked about the Mano Football stuff. You've obviously uh, been a big help to us um, jumping on to, to help us sponsor the podcast and pay for this beautiful booth that we're sitting in here today. Um, so we really appreciate that. But before all that, you are a football fan, right? Like this is, that's what you're all about. Unfortunately, I believe a Chelsea fan. Yeah, well, for some maybe, but not for <laughs> me, you know, like it's, it's been a good couple of years, but like back in the old days, it was like get up to Christmas and lose four out of the six and go mid table. So, uh, but now, you know, Brumvich, he, he, he came on board, then stepped down and the new fellas on, on board now. So he's been through the hard, so is yeah. that okay? So Kalichi is the, the I... biggest Chelsea hater there is. Is this okay? He's Arsenal, so I, what do you expect? I'm, I'm Liverpool. At least I'm, I'm, Liverpool. Not, at least I'm not Tottenham, you know. <laughs> my, my big thing about Chelsea is if you supported them when they had like this, i.e. Hasselbank, Zola, then I, I, I like you. I oh, instantly like you. Before, mate, before. It's all good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dennis Wise? That's the one. He's the there one that made, made me follow them, you know, the hardcore, the workhorse, you know, just getting in amongst it and making things happen, you know. Yeah. And your other football teams, you support any locally? You're at... uh, look, look, uh, look, I'm down at Coburn at the moment, been around Mum FC. Uh, look, I like Perth Glory, but I'm a Sydney FC fan, obviously, no, not obviously, but I'm born and bred from Sydney, so... Yeah, no, I just, I just love football and it's in its own right. Yeah, fair enough. Excellent. Well, that's why you're here, so, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure. Now... We, I think we just jump into the to the men's action here, Kalichi, because there were so many goals. The match that you mentioned right off the bat, 
Those glory goals galore, as you so eloquently put it. That was a hell of a game. Not necessarily for the quality of football. It was just a really bizarre one. You were uh, there, mate. It was pretty dramatic. I was, yeah. And, and I actually got to speak to the two Armadale players that were sent off during the game while the game was still going. So it was a rare opportunity. Um, as the, I went down to, to call the game, but the, the guy couldn't get the sound working. Um, so apologies for anyone that did try to tune to that Armadale game. I wanted to give you the best descriptions I could, and there was so a... Were you, were you literally talking into the wind? I, I was, and there was a lot to talk about. So uh, Armadale uh, went a goal up, and then had Angel, their uh, top scorer, uh, and their, their line leader, very, very important player for them, sent off for what I thought... Did you see it, Kalichi? What I thought was a very harsh... Red card, I, I was trying to explain to the Armadale fans at halftime, which is a hard thing to do to football fans that are, are, are angry and feel like the world's against them, um, that the reason that he was sent off was, was that he went in uh, with his studs showing. But to me, that doesn't immediately mean it has to be a red card. If you're lunging in... If you're lunging in like Kalichi Osunwa did on Friday Zico, which I'm sure you knew was coming, Kalichi, it's a definite red card. It's the worst gag but, in the But, in the but for... Yeah, but we, we've maintained the streak, though. That's the important thing. It's got to be done at least every two weeks. We've got until to until Friday, we, we've been talking... I, I spoke about it with Kalichi. Until Friday comes on the podcast and talks yep. to us about it, yep. that's like the day that we can retire the gag. But until then, it gets a mention on every podcast. Have, you, have you seen this tackle, Brian? No, I'd like to. Though. Yeah, we'll, we'll show you after part one, and then you can tell us in the uh, advertising insert what, what you thought of the, the tackle and, and whether uh, if that was one of the Mano footballs there he, was, whether, whether you think he got any of that football or, or just it, dived it was, over it was proper Dennis Wise <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so anyway Angels was nowhere in the vicinity of that uh, but he, he wasn't coming in at, at a lot of pace he wasn't coming straight into the player I can see why it was given I just don't agree with it but that's those debates will go on and on with every game of football that we ever have. Uh, Tommy, what did you see the incident? I'm, I'm guessing you must have because you're, you're all over football in, in, in Perth. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to tend to agree with you, Sean, that at first view it certainly looked a little bit harsh in terms of a straight red card. Um, I think it was a bit of a theme of the weekend as well in terms of the wet and windy conditions. We should sort of caveat that at the start of every game we talk about this weekend. There was a lot more sliding challenges than usual and a lot more players losing their balance than normal. And... Sometimes in, in that sort of weather, when you can you can sort of lose your footing, you can sort of mistime things, you might slide a little bit further than normal. And these things are that little bit more slightly more likely to happen. Mm. So, look, it was a, a little bit... I, I tend to agree with you. I think it was a little unfortunate in, in terms of Angel, but um, but obviously but I'm sure you'll segue into the next one, but they went, then went down to nine men as well, which made that task even harder. Yeah, and, and that was the sort of point. We've talked a lot about the footballing culture and the treatment of referees, obviously, after the, the assault a couple of weeks ago. Alleged assault, sorry, Kalichi. Um, and this is a re- this game was a perfect... Uh, 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 well, what's that word that I'm looking for? Uh, Encapsulation. Uh, yes, encapsul- encapsulates that perfectly because... Uh, Adriana Jelenovic, uh, then after the glory scored there, I think it was their opener, it may have been their second, I think it was the opener, uh, there was a, a hint of offside, a few of the fans I spoke to afterwards down at that end, even the glory was saying that, yeah, it, it probably was just a shade offside. I couldn't tell from the replay, obviously it's it's from halfway, so there's no way that, that we can say. Um, regardless, I've made a couple of mistakes in my life 
Um, so everyone's allowed one. Um, and, and Adriano apparently said, I, I did ask him what he said to the referee and it was something on the lines of, do you know the offside rule? Uh, and I, I guess... That sounds like the set, mate. I, I guess players can get away with that depending on the referee, if you know them, if you know what... But it, it is basically saying you're not doing your job properly. Did he say it and, in a loving tone? I don't know, mate. I wasn't there, but I doubt it. Um, and... There would be refs that you'd get away with it. And, and his his main frustration was that uh, Kenny Lowe was saying worse things afterwards. Uh, and, and if that's the case, I, I agree that consistency should be there. And if you're going to uh, give a player a booking, you should be giving the coaches bookings as well. But that all happened afterwards. So at that moment, he's said something silly to referee, given away a yellow card. Then he's gone in to challenge for a ball with a defender in front of him and a goalkeeper on rushing the other way. He's given the defender a little shove in the back. I think that's always a dangerous situation and probably should always be a booking. So absolutely bang on with the, with the yellow cards. I probably think both of them um, may be wrong on the first one. But, but this is the thing. If you let one wrong decision ruin your entire game, that's an issue. And, and John O'Reilly was furious when Jelenovic was coming off. You, you said you heard it over the live stream, did you, Tommy? Uh, yeah, there was an exchange of words. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was basically saying you've let you've let us down. You've let all of them down, all of your teammates down by by firstly the silly silly back chat, which then Joel Sanderson got a booking as well for dissent, and and everything falls apart. And at that point, all the fans are saying, "Oh, everyone's against us. The world's against us." But as 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 John was right to point out, like you committed those actions just because of what you perceived to be initially a, a wrong red card. And a, and a marginal offside that was wrong as well. If they stay with 10 men, they can win that game of football. They can win that game. As it is, they get, they get pasted 5-1, and we have one of our contenders for our celebration of the week uh, with the flappy bird uh, taken straight oh, off of was, FIFA. It was absolutely lovely. <laughs> but I, I like the idea that a referee, paid official who's been assessed, who's trying to be really good at their profession, who's trying to master things, decides I'm going to jeopardize my career and my potential and my development by sticking it to Armadale, by, like, by being biased towards Armadale. There are, there are referees there who, who want to be the best referee, who want to win the referee awards, who want to hopefully one day referee in the A-League. And they're coming down there and being like, I'm going to risk it all just so I could shove it up Armadale. Like, buddy, you, you better have other things to think about, man. Yeah, no one hates Armadale that much, surely. Except for Sean, who's leaving to go to Canada instead of staying to Armadale. No, not I will. No, I will be there for their Australia Cup game, which uh, we were talking about before the podcast. Brian is is so exciting that it has been confirmed that is going to be at Alfred Skeet, and that's that's just huge for football in in Perth, isn't it? Like the home club getting to play at home, that's awesome. Yeah, hundred percent. Like like I said, like I'm at Coburn, and I was like hoping that they would get the home game just so people can go down and watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they can take the ten bucks a gate, and they can get a thousand people or two thousand people, and put that towards money the over kid. the bar yeah, that, and the yeah, canteen, and hundred percent. You know what I mean? So you know, congrats to Armadale for getting that, and everyone should get behind the team. I'm going to be going down there myself. You know what I mean? I haven't been down to watch them, but I'll go down and watch that. Twenty first of July. Get, get, if you're listening, get get on down. It is going to be a great night. Yeah, 100%. It's going all around Australia, and it's a good opportunity for the players at Amadale and Coburn to show their wares to to the other teams across Australia and hopefully go to the next stage. And, you know, a couple of them might even get A-League contracts after that, you know? Yeah, you just... It, that That's a really good point, isn't it? It's such a... It's a big platform for these players 
uh, like the, the 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 younger. I I didn't see that there were a few outs. Um, so Usury didn't play. Peter Jacobs didn't play. I didn't get to speak to John before the game. I got there a bit late, and I didn't want to speak to John after the game. Uh, <laughs> coward, absolute coward. I am. I, I, absolute I, coward. I make no bones about it, mate. I am an absolute coward when it comes to that sort of thing. Do not like talking so to. Is losers. there is there a bit of um, fatigue? Management. What what are they called in the NBA when they when the Clippers rest Kawhi Leonard for like sixty games of a eighty two game oh, season? You're, you're speaking a different language. <laughs> I don't know who Kawhi Leonard is. Shameful. I think Inju- I, I want to say game management, but you're you're right. Player management, fatigue management. Yeah, yeah, maybe it it could be like and he and he's made no bones about saying that the. Uh, the focus is the load the management. Yeah, load management. That's what they call it. Load management. That's that's <laughs> you were deep that's in the thought term. there. Yeah, yeah. Load great. management. Now, who Tom, who was it? you go, Tommy. Do you do you know what happens like with Angola? Is that a three game suspension for that straight red? Does that mean he misses out on the cup final? I've been told oh. it's one, but <laughs> I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I, I yeah yeah we. I, would... it, it, I'd have to I'd have to double check on what a straight red. Um, me and Sean were having a little bit of a discussion, mm. um, off off air about this, and we were sort of speculating as, as to what it could mean. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how that gets read um, when it gets reviewed. I, I, I was talking to Simon Hicks uh, up at Joondalup because I was there for the Sunday for the, the Red Star NTC women's game. Um, he's obviously the, the ex-refereeing. I don't know what his title was, but uh, the, the king of the referees, I think he was. Um, I think that was his official title. Supreme leader of you. Yeah, and now he's uh, CEO at, up at uh, Perth Red Star. Uh, but he was saying that it, it should just be a one-match suspension. Um, so, and, and fingers crossed as well. But also, whether or not that counts, the suspension counts in the Australia Cup, because before it was the WA State Cup, it was still a part of the WA State Cup, even though the the great the big prize was getting into mm. the Australia Cup. So we this is the sort of thing that our producers should probably research and, and figure out before we jump on air and, and not leave it to Josh to Google while we're here on air. But he has done that, and he's done it really well, and I've stored for as long as I could. Josh, take it away. So I am looking at the uh, – I think oh, this might be last year, so I don't know if it's changed, but I am looking at Football West <laughs> table of offences, uh, serious foul play, so a tackle or challenge for the ball that endangers the safety of an opponent or uses excessive force or brutality. Jeez. That is just uh, – Brutality. That is just an automatic match suspension. Yeah, so that's, and that's that's what that's what Simon was saying. In in the more professional leagues, they take it to three games, but usually it's just one unless. So it's... so there is there is a one B. So that's one A. There is a one B, which is serious foul play with high risk of injury. That's two matches. I don't think we could say in this situation no, that the tackle not. is a no, high no, risk no, of injury. No, no. I mean, I think he's he sort of slipped almost. Yeah. The, the thing that counts. I I watched it before. I'm I'm kind of. I'm, like cramming for a test. I, I didn't actually watch much football <laughs> over the weekend, so I'm speed reading. But um, the they don't need to know that, Josh. They'll believe you as a professional anyway. No, that's that's all good. We're we're showing how vulnerable we can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 well, it looked so, like, it looked like the guy pulled out. The, it looked like the defender pulled out. What you showed him before, like he slid in, right? It looked like the defender half pulled out and got clipped and went over him. Mm. You know? But it should be. What I'd like to think it is is that it's only Australia Cup matches or WA. You know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, you get le- two yellows game. or you a red. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. It yeah. should be should be separated. So so we know that it, when it was part of the State Cup, we know that it was um the the suspension counted from the league because uh, Bailey Brown Montgomery, I think it was for Floriot, play got suspended, played didn't play in the cup game and then played the next league game. So so we we know that that was the case in the earlier rounds but now that it's the Australia Cup proper 
I, I don't think it would count anyway. Regardless, uh, hopefully they're all back. Uh, can you tell us who it was with the, with the Flappy Bird celebration, Tommy? Was it Lucas Cook? Was, was Lucas the, Cook? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, great. Uh, great free kick. Great free kick. Re- keeper got a hand to it. Maybe Usury would have kept it out, uh, but unfortunately, uh, it yeah, the found its way into the back of the net for Armadale, and from then on, it was just downhill for them. It was, yeah. Once you're down, two men down, and and obviously with that celebration, you could tell the glory boys were fired up. They, they scored. They wanted to rub it in the faces and they wanted to absolutely destroy this team and, uh, and uh, yeah, upset their fans as much as they could and, and bang, 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 three more and 5-1 in the end. Yeah, uh, it, was, exactly it, was such, they did. it was such a wet weather result and performance as well for Armadale. It was one of, like, you're down to nine men. It is a miserable day. Uh, the, the pitch is waterlogged. You're heavy. Water all up in your socks and your boots. And you're down tonight, and it's just you're running around after the ball. You know those those three goals are almost always going to go in right at the end of the game. There, I was going to ask you, Sean. I know you were talk- we were talking about FIFA a couple of weeks ago on the on the podcast. Do you know the code for the uh, the flappy no. celebration? Kalichi? Mate, I haven't played that game in years. Yeah. I, I would have. Yeah, you would have in, in back in your day. No, I, I I don't remember it. It's it's not it's not my style of of FIFA celebration. I, I'm Josh, it's absolutely my style. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely your style. <laughs> absolutely my style. Have, have uh, they done, have they programmed, um, I guess you say you haven't watched in a while. I wish they'd programmed Mikel Antonio's uh, Homer chicken dance. They have. Celebration. Oh, it's in there? So that's, I think that's right trigger and then right stick in a circle. Oh, really? Yeah. I, it's, I, it's one of those things you just get from muscle memory. Mikel uh, <laughs> Antonio kissing a, a, a cardboard cutout of himself. That's, a, that's, that's another one. That's not on there yet. But, yeah, they could. For any player, you can just get the, their cardboard cutout. That, w- that would be handy, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, Armadale end up going down one goal to five. A huge result. And what I was going to say about the Glory Kids, you, you talk about it being a wet weather result. I have seen them be on the wrong end of those wet weather results more times than on the right end. So, credit has to go to them. They, they had the extra two men uh, in the end. But you know, you still got to go out there and score the goals and they scored a lot of goals. So uh, good performance from the glory. One that, um, especially with you were saying uh, in the, in the week about how Kenny Lowe was talking about uh, just playing even the younger players. Uh, then yeah. So the, the a lot of players that would normally be starters weren't playing that game as well. Uh, and yeah, the youngsters stepped up and did the job uh, elsewhere. Dorian gardens, big result for Perth against bottom place. Balcata, another cook, Getting in there. Normally, it's too many cooks spoiling the broth, but the cooks getting in amongst the goals, uh, along with Hassani Sinclair getting another one and Shubha Makala. So, a 3 0 win there. Did you catch any of that one, Tommy? I did actually. And it should be said that, that Valcana had a couple of really good chances in this game, um, particularly. Um, it, what, there was one in the first half in particular, which um, there was a cross that came in from the left, which Ben Hinshaw would almost stoop to put in. And it, it, so it was just one of those ones where how did that not go in? Like the goalkeeper was scrambling. There was a defender in the vicinity as well. And that didn't quite go over the line. And then uh, Perth had gone to get the goal um, later in the half. But then in the second half as well, there was a turnover. Hinshelwood again with some good pressing. And they almost had a two-on-one. Well, they did have a two-on-one opportunity. But that passed to the, uh, the, the, the person to his side to reference another sort of FIFA goal that we see quite often. The one where you sort of have the two-on-one with the goalkeeper. It just wasn't quite on the mark and the goalkeeper was able to smother it and and Perth obviously went on to get the late two goals. So, look, an important three points for Perth, I guess, because with their games in hand, they're still an outside hope of making that top four. Um, Valcada, I suppose, not a good result for them, but we know where they are. We know they're in a one-on-one battle with Guelph to stay up and, and Guelph have obviously got to play them twice as well. So yeah, those are the um, big games that's for the, gonna be for interesting. the drop. 
Yeah, and um, just quickly, Kalicha, I think you'll be well on board with this. Uh, if you are the sort of person that gets upset when people uh, square it across the goalkeeper playing FIFA, you're playing the wrong game because it's, it's just a part of the game. You do anything you can to score, do anything you can to stop a goal. Is that right, Kalicha? You're shaking your head now. No, I, I, I back you 100%. <laughs> it's, it's the onus is on you to stop them doing that, and that, if they tear you apart... You concede a 2 on O, you can't, you can't complain. Uh, anyway, another big result before we get on to the, the big... Uh, top of the table, I don't know if it was de- uh, uh, technically a top of the table clash between Sterling and Red Star. The other big result uh, up the top was Floriot and Coburn. We say this, I think I say it almost every week, Coburn just do the job against the top four. The top sides, they turn up, they get points, they get wins. It's always the, the lower table teams that they struggle with. Um, but but yeah, that was that was some result. Jesse Lazaro, brace. Yeah, under level did you... Uh, Tommy, again, I'm going to throw it to you. Um, did, did you catch any more than the, just the goals highlights on that one? No, I, I did watch a bit of this one um, when I got back because it was obviously – the, the result jumped out at me straight away and the fact that there was um, – Well, it shouldn't uh, have because I could have told you that would happen. And there was um, the missed penalty as well, which which Dennis Gallon put um, – I believe he put wide at the post. Um, so that could have been an opportunity to floor it to, uh, to even go on and get the three points in that game. But – you nailed it before, Sean. Coburn have shown that they're really spirited in these games. And, um, and, and yeah, once again, gorgeous goal as well from Jesse Lazaro. The little sort of dink with the instep, which sort of kissed off the bottom of the post uh, on its way in. Um, he, Good he's for the optics, that one. to find his goal-scoring form quite nicely. So, um, yeah, Coburn have pretty much dispelled any sort of uh, looming worry, I guess, that they are going to be sucked into a relegation battle with some good results in recent weeks. Um, and yeah, two drop points for Floria and, and that allowed a couple of teams to make some ground on them and, uh, and tighten up that top of the table again. Yeah, well, they've done more than uh, put themselves apart from the, the relegation battle. I think they've shown every team in the league that if you're playing Coburn, you, you cannot count on three points. because they. And you've got to play the 90 minutes as well. Yeah, they've done it again and again. They've got, they've got a winner off Sterling. They've taken points off Inglewood. They've, take, they've got the win against Sorrento in the Cup. Um, they t- took points off Bayswater. Consistently, almost every single top team now, Floriat, they they will they will find a way. I will big, say big shouts to Jesse was, for that penalty though, because like the, the way that he shaped up, he told the goalkeeper, "I'm putting it here," shaped up the entire way, and then just nailed it. it was a quality penalty. I reckon we need to have a look at who Coburn are playing in the last game of the season. Oh, that's good. Because that's well, because they've done it. They've, they've done, done it before. before. They they've have done it before. Floriot as well. I was and, there. And Sean was there. Oh, Sean was there. You can hear his call. My favorite. My his favorite, favorite call ever. Game of uh, in NPL history. That was just I th- all needle. I think it's. Um, I think it's Red Star. Having had a look ahead earlier today, oh, I think wow. it's Red Star <laughs> on the last game of the season that Coburn have got. And uh, so, so you've got to pray. You got you got to Armadale are playing Florida as well. Let's let's make it let's make the deal. I I've, I've got to have the Coburn game last game of the season, Tommy. If they give it to you, let's let's swap. <laughs> let's do a swap sis. You you don't care. You you'll just do whatever's best for you. I know that. But also we should say for Florida, uh great to see Sean McManus uh, on the score sheet as well. Um back from that injury, so he's uh, obviously fit and firing. Uh, Peck of an Ambrosio with 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 the other two, um, and 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 Jason Saldaris as well. A massive save right at the end. We say it every week. He yeah, for me is the it. best goalkeeper in the league, and he saved from um, Andrade Basto with probably stoppage time on the clock. Um, Coburn could have very much won that game. Yep, yep, absolutely agree with you there. Uh, other results: Bayswater got over Sorrento four two. Inglewood uh, getting out. They made harder than they probably needed to make it three two against Gwellup, but Gwellup sort of. Starting to find a bit of form, but not turning it into 
points at the moment. And then the massive, massive game, which you probably saw more of than anyone here, Kalichi, was Sterling Macedonia 2, Perth Red Star 1. A Sterling side that looked like they were slipping out of contention for the title, in all, in all honesty, over the last sort of month, have now put themselves right back up in contention with the possibility of Dayan Spaseski coming back, the injury not looking as bad as it was. Um, but what were your takeaways from this game? Two words, Calvin Whitney. Um, <laughs> he scored an absolute ripper. Goal. He scored an absolute ripper of a goal to, to get the lead. And then a absolutely delicious ball into the far post. He curled it in there and they scored a header off of that one. But in the second half, it was a bit of the James Bosdett show. He pulled off two quality saves, one of them also being a penalty um, and a double save off the penalty as well. So what, three quality saves yeah. to keep to keep Sterling in it. And when you look at the numbers, Sterling haven't scored that many goals, but they haven't conceded that many as well. I think they've, what were you saying? They've they've only got a goal difference of six or something like that, Sean. And yeah, the, well, Diane was, was saying that all of their wins when he came in and spoke were by one goal. Uh, now they've had one win, I think. Uh, here we go. Let's just test Tommy because he, he always knows this. Who was the one team this season that Sterling have beaten by more than a goal? Oh, uh, that is a good question and one that doesn't Don't immediately spring to mind. Come on, have a guess. Go on, Josh. Josh is going to say it. Uh, Balcata, 5-1. There we go. Tommy, just pick the bottom of the table team. Have it. The problem is Tommy just does not want to give a wrong answer. He does not want to get anything wrong because he's on a streak. How old are you now, Tommy? Uh, 33. He's on a 33-year streak of never getting anything wrong. <laughs> And he didn't want it to end today. He, so. he, would, he, would take, he would take the pass. He would take the money on, um, on who wants to be a millionaire because yeah. he wouldn't want to get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. If even, he, even, even if it was, he would be on the $32,000. Like there's no penalty. Yeah. You get $32,000 if you get it wrong and he would still pass. He could still be, he could be 90% sure of the answer. Uh, I'm walking away, Craig David style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a throwback. 90s are going to say that. Thank you very much. Red Star will feel how. Can, can I? Can I, can I just, sorry to interject, can I just quickly go back to Inglewood? I know. Just yeah, quick, yeah, go for it. On yep. Them yep. Because Josh raised this during the week. They are in magnificent form, and Josh had some numbers that he put on our group chat. So I'll let him sort of go into it a little bit more. Um, but they're on a wonderful run of form at the moment, and they are going to have a massive say in the way that this title race goes because they've still got to play Bayswater. Um, and Sterling as well. And they've got Sorrento twice as well with one game postponed earlier in the season. So, yeah, it's they're going to play a massive role in the way that the season shapes up, both in the top four and in the title race, I suspect. And, um, yeah, you don't want to be running into them at the moment because um, Andres Oliveira's found something with that team. He's found a nice balance. I think they're playing um, Anthony Bakabusha a little further forward. Um, to what we've sort of been used to seeing him in previous seasons where he's been a little bit deeper. And he just seems to be connecting that midfield and that attack nicely at the moment. And it's working quite well. Yeah, well, they uh, they have found themselves in contention, really. Like, they're, they're, they're not too far behind. I think they have a game in hand, don't they, where they're, I think they're 26 points. Uh, Flory at 33. So a win brings them back within four points of the top. And... Yeah, yeah, with so if, with the way teams are just we can't say it every week, they're just playing silly buggers up there, just dropping points when you don't expect them to, and yeah, it's it's anyone's game. There's f- five teams could win this league this season. Yeah, so you got Florida on thirty three. Are um are Sterling thirty three or thirty two? Tied, tied on tied, tied on thirty three. Second on goal difference, but maybe a long way back on goal difference. Yeah. yeah, so so they've got two on thirty three. Um, so Inglewood, I think, uh, are they in fifth at the moment? 
Yes, they are. They're, I, they're in fifth. So yeah. that, that game in hand, I mean, it's a tough game in hand because it's game in hand against Sorrento, who's the team, who are the team in sixth. Yeah. Uh, and then Sorrento, if they want to sort of salvage any hope of getting back with a, a late run, they would need to win that game. So, um, but the numbers are, so there were eight points from their first eight games, which, you know, sounds like, you know, if you go at one point a game in, in most leagues, you're at threat of relegation. Probably not in this league because there's only one relegation spot. Yeah. But, you know, you're in trouble if you're one point a game. They've then gone on to win six of their last seven. The caveat is they've now played all of the bottom four twice. Mm. So they really don't have any, quote unquote, easy games remaining. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And oh, I, I'm just so excited for these final now six games. And um, you, you mentioned uh, it before with the big performance in that second half. Uh, he, he mentioned to me, it's basically now six cup finals. And Sterling, no, if they win all six, they win the league. Uh, Whoever wins this league, it's going to be an incredible achievement. Yeah. Because you couldn't say that, you know, the competition isn't there or that there's a team that's that far above. It's not like, um, I think there were seasons in the past where Bayswater were just well, so much Perth, stronger than Perth the, Red than Star the Ladies, the for example. Perth Red Star Ladies this year where, where it's basically they done in the dusted. league in 16 games. They be, could be crowned in They could be crowned in, in yep. side two weeks. So... Um, whichever team wins it, it'll probably, no matter which club it is, it'll probably be right up there with one of their best achievements in, in their history as a football club. I am just hoping it, it goes down as one of the best sort of run-ins to a season that we've ever had because it's, the potential's there. Uh, you I, could have four teams still on the final day. still able it? to win it on the final day. Oh. At the moment. Drink it in. That would be fantastic. Uh, look, I think uh, that's all for the men's uh, NPL. We're going to have a quick break. We'll be back with... The women's afterwards, and um, Josh and I have got a little bit of gloating to do, but we'll talk about that uh, after um, the insert. After this, back soon. And before we dive into part two, which is also going to be known as the Roast Kalichi uh, segment of this podcast, we have our little advertising uh, section where we'd love to thank our uh, continuing sponsor, Macron, and uh, tell you to go to the Macron Sports Hub Perth. We'll get to that in a minute because they are fantastic and you do need to do that. And if you want your kits and your gear done, they are the people to go to. Um, but as we've got Brian in here today, it's a perfect opportunity just to get you to say a few things about uh, Mano footballs. But first of all, I want to hear how you got started. What, what's, uh, why do you start making footballs? You, how did you get into football originally? Yeah, big shout out yeah, to John. Yeah, talk to us about balls. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, mm. uh, big shout out to John from Macron. they got the best gear around, for sure, 100%. So, uh, thank out to you, John. But yeah, the footballs, um, obviously, I don't know if you guys know, I used to own Area 5 football um, and we were buying balls left, right and centre from the key suppliers around Perth, you know, all the name brands. I'm not going to name the brands, but, you know, <laughs> the, um, they were getting belted every day of the week and they were splitting after two weeks and, we were, you know, in the beginning, obviously, we were getting replacements, that type of thing and, um, you know, spending five, five odd grand a year on, on footballs over the four venues. So, it's a lot of money to spend on balls, Galici. Yeah, that's right. I mean, depends on what you're going to do with them. But um, uh, yeah, so we, we just started looking. We just started looking <laughs> around and uh, and trying to find a supplier and see if we could save some money. First thing, you know what I mean? It's hard enough owning a business with you know you know in, like capital investment for those venues. Um, and yeah, we 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 found a supplier and the supplier was sent us the wrong balls. We invested quite heavily, bought about a thousand balls, and they were just rubbish, to be honest. You know. Uh, and then um, we put on the Mini Football World Cup down in Langley Park. We brought the 32 teams from around the world. We put, put that stadium down uh, there. But the I think I went and saw Karar playing for uh, Iraq at that 
Um, yeah, we had yeah, a, a big shout-out to the guys that helped us out because a couple of teams pulled out the last minute, which is a joke from the, the World Mini Football Federation. But, um, you know, big shout-out. The guys from Portugal, you know, the Bastos and all that, they, they, they went well for Portugal and they got through the second round. It was a great event. It was great fun. I, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, really good fun. It was huge. So, But then um, then a guy came out of nowhere, a manufacturer out of um, Sialkot in Pakistan, and that's where all the good quality uh, sporting goods are made from around the world, um, and sent me a whole bunch of samples. And I picked... Uh, two samples to start with and then we started using them at area five and uh the the gender pro plus that we have now that was the, like it, it far outweighed anything that we had before we got the best bladder we got the brutal bladder the you know um the best polyurethane and it, it wouldn't wear on the synthetic grass so it's like oh okay sold area five thought all right what am i going to do next so getting the balls yeah that's right so i'm surprised you didn't jump in and make a joke about balls being a big overhead in in a business Kalichi. you looked like you were no, I mean about overhead and balls and it's, it's a sensitive topic. Sometimes when you talk about overheads. You don't want to get people involved in that kind of stuff. Absolutely, but uh, but obviously you're uh, it's it's been a success and yeah, it's been well received and uh, yeah. yeah. Look, look, year one uh, into the market here in Perth. I'm originally from Sydney. I haven't even got there yet, uh, but you know, yeah, I've got I've got to the mark where I wanted to get this year and um, next year's. You know, I've, I've obviously want growth. Um, all I need to do is get the balls into people's hands. Do you know what I mean? So you, you, a you great want, way to end it. Yeah. You really just want to get balls to every kind of corner of and the market. Anywhere like, you, you particularly want to get these balls? Would you, would you, would you send balls to Cavisham, for example? Absolutely. Shout out to Cavisham. Balls to Cavisham. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. no I'd, I'd, I'd look, 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 I've got huge aspirations. This is year one, year two, year five is a different program. Do you know what I mean? I want to try and get more into the Perth market and obviously into the Sydney market. I'm over in the Gold Coast in Brisbane um, with a few academies. So it's just, it's just like I said, it's about getting the footballs to the people so they can test them. The guys over here that have, uh, have uh, bought the balls this year, the footballs, I haven't had one complaint. Do you know what I mean? Like at my, my training ball, I mean, Kalichi, you kicked that size three the other day when you picked them up and it's a, you just bounce it. You know, you, know it's a, you know it's a good ball. If you know anything about footballs, you kick it once, you know it's good. Do you Josh, know it, Josh no? had a kick around, didn't you? Uh, what do you know about kicking balls, Josh? Mano football? I know very little about kicking balls. I'm not very good at it. But did the man of football you used rocket into the top corner? Not off me. Okay, so so probably just so working probably, like every other but, top but quality ball but, works. Yeah, but yeah. you know, you know, we won the game, so I've got to give props. Uh, you know, if, if it had anything to do with the balls, we'll put uh, it there. Okay, well, yeah, th- thank you so much for Brian. Uh, Brian, thank you for your support of the podcast. Um, it's great to be in partnership with you. If we anyone do- wants to get some balls off you, where especially yeah, the people from Cavisham, where can the people from Cavisham yeah, get just, balls from you? Just hit us up at manofootball.com. Uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, that type of thing, and uh, off we go. We'll, yep. we'll get them to you. Can I say balls to Cavisham as well? You can also say balls to Cavisham. Uh, and with that said, we do also want to thank our continuing ongoing uh, sponsors, Macron, who do you want to have a go at saying grassroots wear one more time, Kalichi? They help out. They provide you with all the information and all the equipment that you need, not just from a professional level, but also from a grassroots level as say well. Say grassroots wear. Grassroots. Why would you give them grassroots wear? Grassroots wear. Yeah, but that's what you said the, the first time. and you, you That was incorrect. Yeah, I know. But you couldn't even say it. We've, it we've made this ad terrible. A no, new, a, new, a new streak is beginning. How well, many what? times in a row can we get Kalichi to say grassroots wear? Well, we couldn't, couldn't even get him to say it once. So I did kind of get him to say it that time. Anyway. I'm, I'm going to edit this out of the podcast. If you want some grassroots wear, or if you just want some uh, kits... Uh, for your club, Macron's the best place to go. Uh, all their gear is absolutely top-notch, as, as Brian attested to. And when you want the balls for training, 
you go into manofootball.com to get them. Training so. match, match balls. We've got match balls. FIFA approved under different brands. Abs- so. Sorry, I wasn't just saying. I was go talking on. about them getting their kits for training, going down to training, getting the Mano footballs. I, I know it's top of the was, and, and you can also get the. the You've just got balls in your mind, Sean. For games as well. Yeah, I, I just I I just want these Mano balls everywhere. I want I want to see them everywhere. Um, we did get to give one out to our first uh, woman of the match, Lily Bailey, on the weekend. Uh, she was our first Mano. She, we were going to say Mano of the match and realise I have to say Womano of the match. But I was we'll, going to say Womano Footballer of the Day. Yeah, Womano Footballer of the Day. She certainly was. Uh, she was superb. We'll talk about her and more in part two. Welcome back. Part two. We are going to dive in, as I mentioned, to that uh, sensational Lily Bailey performance in uh, losing team, uh, unfortunately for them, up at the Red Star NTC that I was at. That was a fantastic game. But before we get to that, before we get to the women's NPL, it is time for my favourite segment, your favourite segment, definitely Josh's favourite segment. Dogzo. Join me with the second one, Josh. Dogzo. That'll do. One more. Dogzo. No? All right, you can stop. Great song, though, Iggy Pop. Love it. Uh, I think there's a good reason why Kalichi doesn't want to want do to it this way. He's, this he's not seen, he doesn't seem very enthusiastic, mm, about, no. enthusiastic about our favourite segment, does he? Uh, why are you so unenthusiastic about Dogzo? About, uh, now I want to be your Dogzo, our, our more brand, of a cat, brand new segment. More of a cat person this week, Sean. Okay, right. I'm not a dog well, person What's your favourite cat song, cat-related? You can't even think of a song with a cat in it because there is no good song. There are no good songs. With about I'd, cats, I'd, I'd be lots con- of good. Oh, I love be- cats. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a terrible. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a terrible terrible musical called Cats, but yeah, that's true. A lot of songs about cats in that musical. That's, Can we do the dogs over? Okay, well let's get into dogs over because Kalichi, Last week we had uh, actually back then it was called. What was the segment then? Who let the dogs those out? Who let the dogs out. Uh, now it's. We, now. We're actually going to change it every single now. Every I every be time. Your dogs yeah. And and there was a controversial red card given uh, in that Red Star game uh, for the goalkeeper. Uh, which goalkeeper was it? For Riley Stevenson. Riley Stevenson. That's right. For the little tug back. We just want to go and hear what uh, Kalichi had to say. A little discussion got pretty heated last do we, week. Do we actually have evidence of this? Uh, just hit play, producer Kalichi. Deems that the defenders would have got there, and whether that, no, you can shake your head all you want, but this—that's the law. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm shaking my head at the idea of him going. Okay, I think this person's going to get there. I'm not too sure if this person's going to get there, but this is an obvious opportunity here. And again, it's 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 the idea of the pursuit of happiness. Where it's that's like, hey, you can chase it. You may never get happiness. It's got to bring Will Smith into everything. <laughs> it's the opportunity to score, not the certainty to score. This is Correct. the. <laughs> Are you happy? So, so I, I think I was in pursuit of happiness last week. Now I'm happy because uh, Josh and I were the, the two members of the five-member panel. Actually, let's call the fifth member of the, uh, the panel back up because Tommy Dolman, we had to uh, – it's, it's, it's a whole technical thing trying to get someone on the phone while we're playing these uh, clips. So you, you guys don't understand the hard work that producer Kalichi puts in behind the scenes. is it, It's incredible. He, he's a magician, but he doesn't get everything right, does he, Josh? Tommy, welcome back. Yo, yo. Uh, just turn Tommy up a little bit there. He's a little bit quiet, isn't he? Oh, you just got to do it on the... Oh, sorry, I, I should not tell you how to do your job, just like you never tell referees how to do their job, Kalichi. Um, but Josh, Tom, he doesn't get everything right. I never tell Kalichi. them how to do their job. I suggest how they could do it better. better but I never better. tell them how to do their job. Stop Tommy, interrupting when Josh is trying to tell you how you don't Tommy, get everything Tommy, right. Look, Tom, Tommy doesn't get everything right. Kalichi doesn't get everything right. 
you know, I'm a bit surprised Tommy didn't didn't give us a hard pass on this one because I thought Tommy would uh, want to avoid the, the risk of being wrong. But... Do you know what? In the end, you did kind of sit on the fence with this red card last week, didn't you, Tommy? I, I think I was talking you around to, to perhaps just a yellow. We're talking about the one last week. That's we? right. Yeah, the dog zone. Sorry, I forgot we had to hang up on you to, to, to play. R- Riley Stevenson. Yep. Uh, I, I was on Kel's side. I need to, uh, I should have yeah, clarified that. The yeah, yeah we, we were saying it was three to two. Yeah. Have you heard the news that, um? do we have like a trumpet sound? Like a... No, we no, don't. Let's key that up for next week. Um, It's been rescinded. So they appealed. Uh, it was deemed to not be a clear and obvious goal-scoring opportunity. The ball had gone, just as Josh and I had said. So, Tommy first, and then we'll get to Kalichi. Uh, Tommy, your apologies. I'm not apologising to you guys. I'm, I'm sticking with my convictions. <laughs> I apologise to absolutely no one. The 33-year streak is over. You're, 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 saying, you're, saying the, <laughs> you're saying the panel is wrong. I'm not apologising to you two, but I'm happy to let the panel... Uh, that if they believe that that's the right decision, but I'm certainly not apologising to if they Josh be- or you, Sean, for having an opinion. I'm happy for them to do that if they decide that that is the that just sounds like dissent from Tommy to the judiciary panel, doesn't it? Not so, at all. All right, well, let's get on to Kalichi and and let you explain your uh, pursuit of happiness because it raised a few eyebrows in the studio when you mentioned uh, that the great Will Smith film. He, he used he used that metaphor. When we're on the in the car to one of the curtain games a couple of weeks before as well, and I, it, it's one he rolls out. I, I, I'm, I might ask him for an explanation of why he used used the metaphor at that particular time after I get my apology. Yeah, Kalichi, would you like to issue your apology to to Josh first of all, and then uh, me secondly? Uh, gentlemen, I have got a couple of things to say. Uh, the first one is a. Uh, Broke clock is right twice a day. Yeah, okay. and um, doesn't have anything to do with what that, we're that, talking about. That, Just that, another that. random phrase he likes <laughs> to throw in. The, the, the second one, of course, is uh, when seagulls follow the trawler. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've heard this before, but go on. <laughs> it is because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Yeah. I did want to say last week when Kalichi brought the pursuit of happiness into it that maybe he was going with the, what was the OJ Simpson guy? Um, OJ Simpson. Oh, if, <laughs> if, 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 if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Yeah, no, but there was. No, the, I, I think. I think my pursuit of happiness line. Was, John, Johnny Cochran. I think. Yeah. I think the idea right. is is like it. If if there is, it needs to be obvious. It's not the case that it is. Um, the, the the key word there is obvious opportunity rather than anything else. And I was like, well, there's an obvious opportunity here for them. Now, having spoken to some referees, um, including Nile the other day as well, he basically said, look, here are the six things that we deem to be able to say that was obvious. And if we don't have those six things, then we don't have those six things. And clearly we didn't have those we six things. We did not have those six things. How many of the things do you reckon we had? Uh, I think half a half a dozen. One. Yeah. One out okay. of six. Not enough. Not enough. No. Gosh. One out of six. You don't normally pass the test, do you? No. So Kalichi, that's a score of one out of six. So can that, I just that say was, that's that's a, was a weird apology to Josh? Can I just say this? <laughs> one, 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 one out of six is an F, right? There have been so many times that I've been correct in this, and I've never made anyone apologise. <laughs> but these two guys write one time and make an entire segment out of nothing, <laughs> just so <laughs> someone can apologise. At least Tom. At least Good. Tommy. God. At least Tommy just said there is no way in hell I'm apologising to you <laughs> and just got it out of the way. That was like that was like Tommy's Conor McGregor moment, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's really thrown down the gauntlet. I think I apologise to absolutely no one. I think to the 
Football West judiciary panel that makes these decisions. I don't know who makes these decisions. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm, I'm, sure that, I'm sure they weren't listening to um, us. But, but Tommy has thrown down the gauntlet. <laughs> and I think he's thrown it down at you, in, in your direction, not straight down. He's, it's, it was quite forceful. Um, anyway, uh, have you done gloating? Because I could probably do the rest of this 20 minutes, honestly, uh, on this. I'm uh, going to edit this all out. <laughs> Kalichi, all I will say is give the fans what they want. I, I I feel vindicated. I, I, feel, I feel vindicated, vindicated as well. It, it, it's like it's like a weight's been lifted. It's like I was wrongly uh, crucified last week. Uh, wrongly accused of, of something. No one yeah, maybe not crucified. I don't, I don't think I was crucified. What is it about you about Jesus? Why are you always going to be Jesus? Well, because uh, Josh's uh, Christian game of football uh, got called off. Uh, no, I didn't yeah. get called off. Um, I, I got, I got, yeah, I got told that they... Uh, Due to your religious beliefs? You know <laughs> No, I, I got told that they weren't after any more any more fill-ins. Um, I don't know if the fact that I was, I I doubt the fact that I was Jewish had had anything to do with it. I'm not going to yeah. smear the the Christian League or the association with that <laughs> that claim. I was told the that. team uh, involved decided that they were going to play a, a three three four formation, um, which is really interesting. Yeah, interesting. I asked I asked my friend, I asked my friend, are you expecting to have a lot of the ball? And he said, no, not really. So. <laughs> Okay, it's busy a day. Like, busy day for those centre halves. Yeah, it might be three, three, four on paper, more like a, uh, a seven, three in in practice. Um, can, regardless, can I we, don't think can anyone. We, <laughs> so can we, on, can we just remove that five minutes of the podcast and replace it with Kid Cuddy's "The Pursuit of Happiness," preferably the Steve Aoki remix? Mate, that actually is <laughs> no, a bad shout. No, we cannot. <laughs> Kalishi, honestly, if I if I listen to this and I'm tuning up for my favourite part of the podcast tomorrow, <laughs> and he just goes to replace <laughs> with uh, oh, "Crush You, Dude," "Crush a Bit." Oh, I'm going to be furious. I'm in uh, the pursuit of happiness. So, Tommy, Tommy Dolman, you uh, mentioned you watched a couple of these uh, Friday night matches in the women's MPL. Murdoch University Melbourne getting up over Subiaco, two goals to nil. So, looking like, just on the scoreline, another spirited performance from Subiaco. Likewise, Fremantle City 2, Curtin University 2. What, what's, what, were the, what were those games like? Oh, geez. I mean, I felt so sorry for Curtin on, on Friday night. Um, they, they put in such a hard, such a hard work and performance against Fremantle. They, they really defended well, I thought, particularly in the last 20 minutes when Fremantle City were really pushing to try and get that equaliser. They withstood a lot of, um, withstood a lot of pressure. Gabrielle Maluga was having a good game as well. She was making um, plenty of saves, and obviously they were two one up um, thanks to the goals from um, Dakota Van Van Voot and um, Van Taylor Reed. But um, yeah, a, a little bit of class right at the end. Stunning equaliser, wasn't it? Cross and um, yeah, Michaela Lyons' volley was just superb. We know she's got that in her locker, and it um, it rescued a point for Fremantle, which probably doesn't really change too much for them um, in terms of the table, but. I think one thing to to note as the season will roll on is is with the top four cup, that second place is going to be quite interesting in terms of that double chance um, with the way that the final sets out. So maybe not something to put an eye on just yet, but maybe keep an eye on in a few weeks' time. But yeah, a spirited showing from Curtin. I did feel a little bit sorry for them that they did concede that equaliser so late and um, missed out on that first win of the season. Yeah, it was, uh, we were down at the, the Subiaco Curtin game and similar story. It was just... You want you want a team to get their first win of the season, as just as I said to um to the coach afterwards, as someone who's personally been through uh 
uh, I played <laughs> back for the Bombers. I think this was under uh, 16's uh, footy down in Albany. Uh, we went almost two entire seasons without a single wow. win. And I, I remember, there's I remember. Always, there's always one of those teams in country sports leagues yeah. as well. You just don't want to be the one that. that was the bombers' position? The blue and the blue. We were. That, we were the suckiest like, bunch of sucks. That's we were. And, and I remember a good, good friend of mine, Dylan Lee, uh, as as we as we came off the pitch after our first win in almost two years, which I think we won by two points or a point. Um, and and I said, Dylan, how many how many wins is that now this this season? He said, oh, I don't know. I haven't been counting, Sean, but I think it's one. <laughs> uh, and he was right. It was one. It was the only one we'd win. So one win in two seasons was, uh, I've been there. I've been through it. And, and in, on a serious note, it does make that, that win was just the best feeling. So for, for that team that they are, they are not playing like a team that can't win a game. They, they, and for the last couple of weeks, they certainly haven't been. And oh, I mean, that's, that's heartbreaking to lose, especially to a moment of quality like that. They would certainly feel like they deserve the three points. And you were right, mate. When we, when we did speak to Hassan, he said, he said the winners is all the most important thing right now just because it gets to reinforce so many things that, that you're saying to the players because there's only so many times that you can say you're playing well, the tactics are right, the the movement's good, the formation's good. There's only so many times that you can say that until players are looking at you saying, we haven't we haven't won yet, coach. I do like seeing them picking up three yellow cards as well. That you don't you don't see too many bookings in the women's game as we always mention. Tommy, do, do you what what were your thoughts on the yellow? Was was there a bit of fight, a bit of a cynicalness in any of those? Uh, and which yellow? Sorry. Oh, just any of the yellows. They got three yellow cards, so I thought maybe they were uh, maybe they were kicking people. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to go granularly uh, analysing yellow cards, but um, well, 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 no, we, we do need to because we do uh, to, the, to the fight that was shown over the course of the game. Um, that there was clearly something. I think all those yellow cards were in the second half when they were leading by two goals to one. So obviously mm. when you are they leading and well. you are There's in that winning position, you're, you're doing that extra bit of work to try and um, go that extra mile to do whatever you can to get the win for your team. And, and unfortunately, they fell just that little bit short. Yeah, there were a lot of yellows in, in the NTC game as well. I was actually, that was one of my favourite parts of the game. A, a couple of the, free, the fouls and the yellow cards were just the most cynical player breaking away. And I've never seen that from that NTC side before. Um, as good a segue as any to, to spin onto that game. Josh, you got something to say, first of all? Potentially another moment of vindication for me, because I think that NTC, if they're not top, they're very close to top uh, in the Naughty Girls, girls competition. We've, we've let it slide. And I, I got ridiculed for saying that they could be the naughtiest team at the start of the year, but they are in there with an absolute shout right now at the start of the season i thought you were an idiot and i thought you were completely wrong on that halfway through the season now i think you're an idiot i think you might have been right on that so congratulations uh potentially right for the wrong reasons i think came up with some stupid stupid excuse for it but well whatever it is uh they did pick up a few bookings on the weekend two of them uh to uh georgia cassidy unfortunately for her which means she received her marching orders the first was, I think, I think it was a free kick on Larissa Walsh as she was just about to like burst in down the left into the, the penalty area. So just on the edge of the 18-yard box. Yeah, sometimes you've got to make those, don't you? Especially as Larissa Walsh who scored, I don't know how many, like a squillion goals. She scored like a made-up number of goals Absolutely. this year. Absolutely, uh, 20. Uh, I think it's 20 goals in all competitions. Is that right, Tommy? Uh, yes, you'd be right. Yeah, thank you, mate. Thank you. <laughs> There's the first time. For well, not the first time because I was right about the dogs there last week as well. Um, but from the resultant free kick, Kim Carroll steps up. Just, and just before it... Sean continues, I'm going to snip. I'm going to just take a snippet of that. I was right about that dogs, and I'll just play it whenever Sean just nods at me. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, we, we won't even need to 
Yeah. Say it again. We'll just be a snippet that's played in there. That's great. I would love that to yeah. be a snippet because I was right about the dogs there last week as well. Because I was right about the dogs there last week as well. But thank you. <laughs> um, from the resultant free kick, uh, Kim Carroll r- uh, strolled up from centre half and put it in the top corner. So, you know, the better the devil you know, maybe. Maybe just letting the wrist go in. Also, centre backs with the number seven. Kalichi. Uh, I have struggled for three years watching the women's NPL because of the numbering, because you've got number oh. nines playing at fullback and, and yeah. Is it Laura Waltman wears nine and plays centre half? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Tell me it's a sizing thing because I, 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 I don't I've, understand it. I've grown to love it. I've, I've got to tell, I've come around. I've come full circle. I, I, feel, I feel like maybe there are players who were like a striker when they were younger and then they get dropped. No, man, you've got to let it go. You don't have to conform. You don't have to conform to the man. This is, I know you love getting dressed up in your suit and tie and going to your nine to five every day, Kalichi, but sometimes you can break from the mold. And that's what these women are. There's the what... Southern dandy here in a bow tie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know Kalichi was um, one of those people who are, uh, sorry. Didn't, didn't know Kalichi was one of those people who are, uh, you know, s- strict about the strict traditionalists about the one to eleven numbering, like the goalkeepers in one. It's the just not cricket, right mate. It's just not, cr- it's just not right. Yusri right. Gasala with number seventy-two. It's just not right. Is that okay? Yeah, it's a goalkeeper. It doesn't matter, mate. But if you're if you're number nine, you play up front, all right? Okay. All who, right. Who number nine up front. Who, what character are you playing? This English idiot. It's Cockney geezer. Anyway, can we continue, <laughs> yeah, that's please? A perfect, perfect description of him. Anyway, so uh, Georgia Cassidy, I mean, she was at the heart of everything in this game. That free kick, I think Kim Carroll, it was one of those where it was looked like a cross. Um, uh, fr- but as, uh, like I said, from that area right near the left corner of the 18-yard box, you're just putting it into that area um, and just evaded everyone into the, the top corner. If she meant it, it's one of the, one of the goals of the season. Um, I think she did. You reckon she did? Yeah, I think she did. I think she just caught me out then. I was like, I, I was just watching it thinking, there's no way you're going for goal here. Like the position, it was too tight of an angle to think I'm going to go direct. But maybe when they ain't suspecting it, that's when you got to throw it in. So I, I will go with you, Tommy. If you reckon she was going for it, it's it's one of the free kicks of the year in the women's NPL, certainly. Uh, NTC equalised, and Georgia Cassidy stepped up. It was a it was a cross from the left, hit hit an arm, and she stepped up and. Funded the penalty in top right, absolute bullet, best penalty you'll see all year. No goalkeeper in the world saving it. It was go and check it out on NPL.tv. It was superb, uh, and then it was it was just such a I don't want to say scrappy game because you know the way the NTC play, you know the way Red Star play. They both want to get on the ball. They both want to play football. Red Star lethal on the counter attack. So any time either of these sides left themselves exposed, it, it looked dangerous. Uh, and then, I mean, Kalicha, you popped up for the second half, so you saw a bit of it um, in the end. And, and then we'll get on to that, the red card for Georgia Cassidy. Uh, obviously, we've said it a million times, NTC is about developing these players and, and they are so young and so talented um, but they are just, it's just driven into them. They're, they are not hitting the ball long until the last five minutes when they were down to 10 men. Um, they, they would not play it long. They, Red Star would play with two on the edge of the 18-yard box, and Lily Bailey in goals would roll it out five yards to her right, um, to her centre half. Most of the time it would come back to her, and then she's got to play it with two strikers charging at her from five yards away. Most often the outlet is is the ball straight up the middle to Georgia Cassidy, who's got two other Red Star players hanging off her. Uh, and so often during this game, she did get that ball, turn, 
beat a couple of players. On this occasion, she did the exact same thing. And then when she came up to uh, to another challenger, she she cut back again and just bit off a little more than she can chew, I think was was the, the terms I used on the commentary. Had to pull the shirt back, clear second yellow, clear red card, unfortunately. And, and that was pretty much the end of the day. Uh, for Red Star, they were, oh, sorry, for the NTC, they were down uh, 2-1 at that stage. We had a Wilma Todd her own goal, and, and then uh, Larissa Walsh broke away on a, uh, a little two-on-one and then and slid across the old uh, FIFA sweat goal to Jana Ridley, who tapped home, and, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, well, I think um, Cassidy there, once she's through the press, shouldn't go back under it. No, definitely. No, uh, think... that, was, that was the mistake she made. Yep. You know, if you're under pressure, you go wide, you go out towards the line, you dribble the ball out towards the line, or you dribble towards a teammate if you're under pressure. But so and then you've so got she, think, made, she made the mistake by going going back underneath, I, and she got red. And then I haven't. I mean, you can't see what's happening off screen either, as well. And and I'm not a uh, a good enough football analyst to uh, watch it live and tell you what was happening. But th- it is obviously possible that no one was showing. And if you don't no, you, have you, that option, you can hear it from the stands that um. That the goalkeeper's screaming, no one's moving, no one's moving, no one's moving, yeah. and it, it's it's one of those two prong things, right? Where, on one hand, you have this predictable move that the opposition know was happening, but at the same time, like you know what the opposition are trying to do to stop you, so it becomes this kind of yeah. game of chicken where you're saying, if we beat one player here, we're absolutely in, and there are moments there where they did get in so many times where it was just a half pass away or Andy Teixeira is covering or Carol is covering and you're mm. going, oh, you could be in here, you could be in here. That last ball kind of let them they, down they a couple had, times. But, yeah, but, those, are, but those, are, those are two teams with very different um, aims and objectives. Like NTC aren't coming out. Their aim at the start of the season isn't to come out and win the competition. You know, it's a, it's a team of 15 to 19-year-old to girls who are uh, girls slash women who are uh, being mentored with the aim of going on to play professional football. Yeah, absolutely. So you have to learn how to play football at a, at a high level. And if you're telling the girls, oh, we've got to be, um, uh, we've got to be practical and we've got to start playing long or we've got to um, go away from playing under pressure because uh, we want to try win a game, then you wouldn't be doing the right thing by that set of players because they need to learn how to play under pressure because once you get to the top level, I coach kids and I try to say this to the players that I coach because not necessarily I'm right or I'm wrong, but it's something that I believe. Mm. Um, You should be trying to play out. You should be trying to play under pressure and in tight spaces and learn how to do it because when you get older, you might have a coach that says, yeah, we want to play it long. We want to use our quick wide players and we want to hit out our great forwards who are just going to go one-on-one. And that might win games. That might be perfectly fine. But you need to be able to do both. I do think you, if you learn how to play under pressure, you can also do, do the other Do you think there thing. needs to be a bit of a balance? Like there, there must be uh, – there is an art to changing those tactics. And I, I guess the thought the thought pattern is – and I completely agree with it. So I'm really just playing devil's advocate here. But playing football, keeping it on the ground, playing it out from the back isn't always the right – there are going to be times in your football career – regardless of who you are, regardless of who you play for, it doesn't matter if you're playing for Liverpool against Burnley, there are still going to be times where you get to that last five minutes and, and it is a shut-up-shop operation. Um, well, well, you do need to learn how to play it long in a sense because it is a technical skill as well. So you need to have range of passing, right? So you, you need to be able to, you know, a player who can only play short passes all over the pitch, they're not as useful as a player who can play short passes and then can also ping a 45-yard pass yep. straight to a teammate's foot, which most players at the top level can. You you watch Thiago, you just 
you know, volleys, you know, he's one of the best midfielders in the world. He just volleys the ball out wide. So there is an argument that says, yes, you do need to learn how to play long because it's also a technical skill. But at the same time, I think that's something that you're more able to pick up later on. And those tactics are something that you can pick up on the fly. You're more likely to be able to pick up on the fly than learning how to play in tight yeah. spaces. And speaking of great ranges of passing, Kalichio Sunwa uh, wanted to jump in and say something. No, there. I was going to say a couple of things. One, on the way that they were playing is that awesome high-stakes set of football that you will see when the top two teams are playing and the top two teams are position-based teams. Mm. So when you watch Manchester United... Sorry, Manchester United. No. <laughs> when you watch, when you what watch, are we in the 90s? Come you, on, when mate. You, when you watch Man City and Liverpool play, they, all, they both play at the back and it's high-stakes football of if we get... If we nick it in here, we're in. But also, if we beat this player, we're mm. also in. But then going about and, and speaking about the development, there's an interview that we did with um, Fernando Barrero who who speaks about it, and he says, like, we don't really want them to. We don't want to put pressure on them to make. Well, top we were four. talking we, about we, the cup, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. We, we we want them to develop, and that's that's what exactly what we want. And putting them in this high pressure situation where it's like, all right, this is the sternest test of our fundamentals that's really good for the girls and so you can see them you can see that they'll probably improve a whole lot more the next time that they play someone who's going to press them that high and be that structured and be and be that well drilled that maybe they move the six and the eight around a little bit more and switch who's going into that hole to take that pass and it might not necessarily be georgia cassidy all the time so that's, in, that's going to be in a funny, valuable development so josh in a, in a funny way i think and i'd be interested in your thoughts on this tommy but I kind of thought that the I just the matchup is fascinating, and the first two games they played were five nil and five one, uh, both to Red Star. Uh, this one was a I didn't see. Uh, I don't think I think I caught a bit of the five one, but I didn't see much of those two games. But this one seemed like a much more. Uh, Maybe not an even performance because you'd have to say Red Star definitely had chances they spurned in the first half, certainly, but. The way Red Star is set up, they are so lethal on that counter-attack. Like Larissa Walsh, if there's any space in behind, she makes you pay for it. Um, they didn't have uh, the the other Carol. Uh, <laughs> obviously, Kim steps up when Sarah's out and does the goal scoring for it. Not related. Yeah, yeah, but um, but uh, well, I didn't I didn't know that, but uh, the the joke still works. Um, so when one Carol's out, the other one steps up. But they they missed Sarah, and uh, but when they have her, they're even more deadly. Like they are just. If you give the ball away and there's any space in behind, they punish you, they punish you. And I've seen it so many times this season. Um, and it was almost like the NTC, when they turned over the ball, they turned it over 20 yards, 25 yards out from goal. And and they're not quite set up to capitalise on that. It's a bit of a different skill. What are your thoughts on the way they play, Tom? It's, it's interesting because I did the... Um, Red Star versus NTC game at ENZ Leader Stadium, but the last time they met, and the five goals they conceded that afternoon were from set pieces. All um, five. So, pardon? Well, all five, did you say? Five was, all five were from, I think two were from corners. Uh, one was from a free kick from wide, which went um, over Louis Bailey's head. I think one was a penalty as well. So, uh, all five in their, in their second meeting this season were from the set wow. pieces. So, that's something they've clearly worked on. Um, well, obviously, Carroll scored with the free kick. So, that was just an... It's, so in terms of but from I'm open play, long... from open play, they, then they they haven't scored many goals against the NTC, which is yeah. interesting. Very long. I, I took a very long and roundabout winded way of saying exactly what you just said, then Sean. So yeah, I think certainly with the way the NTC play, they definitely are a wild card, and they are a team that can upset the apple card on their day. But um, just with moments, I think we've we've spoken about the set pieces and. 
and, and with situations in games where perhaps they are having a really good spell um, within a game of football and then maybe a, a decision or a, a pass just goes slightly astray or someone's not quite on the wave, same wavelength, the turnover happens and then the, a goal sort of comes from that and, and the momentum shifts. Um, but yeah, that, that's something that obviously with young players that just develops and as much as the technical side of things and as much as the pressing side of things is a big factor there's also things like decision making and um and and all that sort of thing that you have to learn on the spot as a young player as well and that sort of game awareness as to when to press and and which sort of areas you Mm. want to sort of attack via the press and maybe you sag off a little bit in certain situations on other occasions you've got to know that maybe when you're playing out to the right back position that you've got to expect that larissa walsh on the left wing is going to be uh, breathing down your neck pretty quickly with her pace, given she occupies most of that territory out there. So yeah, it, it's it, uh, I've I've taken a very long-winded way of saying this, but yeah, there's a lot of things. <laughs> You've done it twice. Basically, it's 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 learning it's learning about moments and, and yeah. dealing with them within I, games. I think it's I think it's very very impressive to to look at those certainly those last two games and say uh, the the second goal they've they've given it they put it down as an own goal uh, there to Todd Lana. I think I said um, I thought it was just a, a a clean goal from from Wood uh, from a cutback from I think it was Larissa Walsh out on the right, um, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. Uh, regardless, that so that that goal uh, is the only goal they'd scored up in two games, almost completely from open play up to that point against the top team in the league. And for a team that wants to play it out from the back, that is that is incredibly impressive. That is against this this team. And I was doing the numbers on how many goals they've scored this year, Kalichi. That you, you, your eyes were popping out of your head when I, they've almost scored. I think eighty goals or something in in fifteen games. And they conceded five up until this one. Now six. Uh, so they they concede a goal every three games and they score almost five goals a game. It's like absolutely ridiculous. Oh, there the was red, a red, the red yeah, this, that yeah. this was a twelve. There was a twelve nil thrown in there to just um, skew it even further. But they score buckets of goals every week. So for them to to yeah not be conceding. Uh, is I think very impressive that we've we've got to get on. This has been a long podcast. Thank you so much for uh, for listening to to my rambling, to Tommy's rambling, to uh, Kalichi uh, getting bashed. Um, before we uh, leave you, I do want to say, did any has anyone caught any? I think next week uh, I'd love to do a bit on the women's Euros on the moment that you can catch on Optus Sports because uh, we're big proponents of the women's game here in Perth. There's a lot of talent here, but I tell you what, I've I've tuned into a, a couple of those games, uh, sort of like I did with the Euros with the Benz. I watch a mini match or two when I get up in the morning. The standard of women's international football is there was like the the, the Spanish game. There's some bullet headers. There was a there was a header from the the penalty spot that she looped into the the oh, that was top like corner. The deep cross, right? Oh, some of the goals are just it's sensational. The 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 standard is awesome. So if you have any interest in it at all, get into the women's Euros. We'll we'll do a bit more on it. We don't have time to dive into it this week. Have you? But just briefly, have you caught any of it, Tommy? I haven't. Watch as mate, much as I'd like to, unfortunately. Jump no. on it. Just get, like I said, jump on the mini matches when you wake up. Just do like you would with the with the men's. It is. I can guarantee you, you you will you will thank me. It is absolutely worth it. Yeah, can I, can quick, I just yeah, plug go on. one game up in the MPLWA women's competition this week? Valcada versus Mom FC, fourth versus fifth. Massive game for the top four race, and that's one that everybody should be tuning into this weekend, and, I think. And, and a couple of the cup games in the midweek as well. Of course, which you're doing, I believe, Sean. Uh, I'll do that. I've got a Wednesday. I, I forgot it's my hundred. It's the hundredth birthday for my dad and brother combined. Not my dad. 
Uh, yeah, th- 30, uh, 34 and 66, I think. So they've, they've racked up the, the century together. That would century- be impressive if it was just your dad. No. <laughs> Still yeah. going at 64. And, and, and yeah, <laughs> having, yeah, having me at, uh, yeah, 64 years old would be impressive. Um, he's not that impressive. He's a very impressive man. Um, shout out to Chris, if uh, you're listening. I know Di does most of the listening in the Fry family, um, but I will be there at that on Wednesday. Tuesday, I will be calling that, that game. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I think we've talked for long enough. That's um, it's been a very enjoyable podcast, except for you, my good friend. Sorry about um, piling on you in the in the dogs. I see. It looks Kalecha. so sad you're, you're right looking, now, doesn't you're it? You're looking a little under it. Can can we can we perk you up? Is there anything we can do before we leave to get a smile on your dial? Can you recite all the words to HMS Pinafore? <laughs> I'd have to Google it. That's a Simpsons <laughs> joke. Yeah, yeah. As always, Tommy, do you have any more for any more? I'm all out tonight, boys. Any more for you, Josh? Uh, just piggybacking on something Kalichi said, because I did have it in mind uh, when I was talking before about the NC HMS game, but, but <laughs> nothing about the HMS Pin and 4 or the Simpsons. But uh, go on the Facebook page and check out the interview with Fernando, the great man, uh, mm-hmm. because he has some fantastic words, and I think it's a great lesson for anybody who is involved in junior football about the difference yep. between development and performance. Yep, and Lily was our first womano of the of the day, uh, and, and she was really excellent. Made a couple of great saves in the, in the second half. You go check those highlights on NPL.tv. And shout out to Katie Schubert, who's back playing for MFC, and you can see that the form has changed for them, having that experience back in the team as well. So good on her. Oh, yeah, 2-0 two, two right. no win for mum against... Uh, yes, I think we did mention that. We didn't yeah. go, go into it too much. The other game uh, was... Uh, cancelled? I don't know. Was that a COVID thing? Ah, oh, who cares? Let's get out of here. First one, Balcatanil. Oh, that yeah, it was, played. Uh, it was played. Sean. Uh, sorry, it's this. It's it's our favourite website. <laughs> Giving me bad, <laughs> bad intel again, Josh. Uh, look. That's Abby been, Meekins winner. It's been great. Thank you so much for joining us for this uh, extended pod. It's been a it's been a blast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, thanks, of course, to Man of Football. Thanks to Macron. Thanks to you. Um, we'll see you next week. Adios, amigos. Ain't no lie, baby. Bye. 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 Good luck.